0: Welcome to the mini-break, your daily podcast for the biggest storyline results and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, May 21st. We're going to format things a little bit differently on today's show. Now, we are so thankful that so many of you have taken the time to not only listen to these podcasts, but also follow our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And if you do, you would have seen that today. We were happy to announce that we are taking our partnership with our friends at Aerobar, the only tennis-specific energy bar out there to the next level, and I know what you're thinking. What does that mean? Well, a I think we can all agree it's always a good thing when you're taking the next step in a relationship. It shows that the bond between Crack Rackets and Aerobar as strong as ever. But our friends at Aerobar, in their mission to ensure that all tennis players have an option, a proper form of nutrition, a proper a clean energy supply that they can turn to as they try and feed themselves and you know, best hydrate, best uh, supply themselves with the proper nutrition to be best prepared. For each and every competition that they play, uh, it seemed only fitting that we partnered with them to bring to you all a new episode that we are calling "Getting to the Point." It's going to be every Thursday on the Mini Break Podcast, and it's going to be with our friends from Aerobar as well as some other guests that they have lined up to talk about the importance of nutrition for young tennis players. They're going to bring on some cool guests as well, to you know, some former players to offer their candid perspectives on why nutrition was or wasn't a big enough part of their career and how or how it you know how it helped or how it hampered them if they didn't treat it appropriately and we're really looking forward to that of course all of you already know if you go to aerobar.com you use our promo code cracked15 you'll get 15% off your order and I don't have to tell you again because you already know this but if you haven't yet go right now to their website and order a box of cinnamon honey oat aerobar's you won't regret it they are delicious i'm not even going to name the competition uh, but you know the competitors out there, and I'm not even kidding, this blows it out of the water. Uh, Yes, it's tennis-specific, but it's also delicious, and you know you're putting nutritious, hey, delicious and nutritious, great shot, that's always a good rhyme, uh, stuff in your body so you can trust our friends at Aerobar. And that's why we're so excited today to be joined by two of the co-founders of Aerobar in Mark Aerosmith and Andrew Golub. Now, some of you listeners may recognize Andrew's name as we did a cracked interviews with him a couple of months ago when we first kicked off our partnership with Aerobar but we bring him and Mark back on to talk about our new segment as I mentioned getting to the point what listeners can expect from that we also of course re- uh discuss the origin stories of Aerobar some of the fun behind the scene looks at what it what it takes to put together a company like this you know what it's like who are you testing the product on to find out if it works and what does that test process look like both mark and andrew former uh university of miami tennis players i mean great personalities as well so engaging so it's a blast of a conversation folks i know you all will enjoy it we also have some fun uh talking late 90s early 2000s miami tennis and so all of you college tennis fans will want to stick around for that as well but before we get to that conversation and uh by the way, after that conversation, I will run through all of Wednesday's news, but I have to let all of you know that these mini break podcasts are made possible by our friends at Midwest Sports. And you've probably been turning to Midwest Sports for more than 20 years because for about that long, they've served as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers in the game. They're one of the top online stores and have a 40,000 square foot warehouse, the mecca of tennis gear, where they offer a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match. They They also have tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from that tennis mecca to your front door. I promise you will go onto their website and you will like what they see, uh, what you see, excuse me, because they value innovation at Midwest Sports and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the tennis court, whatever they may be. And maybe you don't know exactly what your skills are like. Maybe you know what your strengths, some of your strengths are. Uh, Maybe you've got some hubris. You're not sure you have the weaknesses, certainly as you'll see, Mark's got a little hubris when it comes to his tennis game. I know I'm just giving him a hard time there, Um, but, you know, maybe you need a little bit of help, and that's where the Midwest sports team comes in because their well-trained staff are intimately familiar with tennis equipment and can help you find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect piece of tennis clothing that is sure to put you ahead of the competition. Their equipment are consistently first to market, and they pride themselves in stocking their tennis warehouse with the newest products at the lowest prices. Here's how you can get involved. You're going to go to midwestsports.com. You're going to see what you like. I can guarantee that. But you're going to think, hmm, is there any way I could get an even better deal than I'm already getting? And you're not going to need it because, again, they're beating all the prices. But they want to save you an even extra 15%. So they offered us a promo code to give you all, CR15, to get 15% off all of your orders. Let them know that we here at Crack Racket sent you there. And above all else, to just put the cherry on top of what already is a splendid deal, they are offering a free can of Wilson. An extra-duty champion tennis balls if you use that promo code CR15. So you'll get 15% off. You'll get a free can of balls. You will be ready to make your return to the tennis court whenever it may be, all by going to midwestsports.com and using that promo code CR15. Okay, as I mentioned, I will get to the news. But first things first, I am so excited for you all to hear my conversation with Aerobar co-founders Mark Aerosmith and Andrew Golub. Joining us on the podcast now are two people who you will know as you have all heard about our newest partnership here at Cracked Rackets with our friends at Aerobar. And I am fortunate today to be joined by two of the founders and managing members of Aerobar, Mark Aerosmith, Andrew Golub. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you both doing today? Uh, Doing great. Happy
1: to be here.
2: Thanks for having us
0: Oh, of course And Andrew, I should say Welcome back to you You know, making your second appearance Which, you know, second appearance I feel like I got all the the easy questions out of the way Now I can get into the fun stuff
2: I Can't wait I feel honored
0: Yeah, Can't wait to tackle those Now I get to talk about that one year at Arizona State What went right, what didn't go right <laughs> for
2: you Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> we can definitely get into that
0: one. Yeah, because yeah. I, yeah, you know, did have a little more time to do my research. But obviously, the reason we wanted to have you guys on today is to celebrate, you know, our renewed partnership here. That sounds way too formal. I don't like that at all. But you know, the idea of we, we are so excited here at Crack Rackets to join up with you guys, and for our listeners who you know may uh, not be up to date perfectly on Arrow Bar, what you guys are about, Mark. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about it?
1: Uh, yeah, happy to, um, you know, keeping it quick, but to the point, you know, we um, we started, honestly, four or five years ago, you know, 2014 with the idea that um, was just founded from the, the aspects that we saw were missing in tennis, you know, Andrew and I both played junior tennis at a high level, um, Andrew at a higher level than than I did, um, then college tennis, I was obviously a higher level than him um you know but you know we we both run tennis academies country clubs you know coached every level and it seemed like no matter what the level people just weren't sure what they should be eating on the court what they should be eating before they played what they should how they should be fueling themselves for training um and it really didn't matter what the level was people were unsure uh even a little bit at the beginning um we were you know college tennis for us we would on road trips our coach would go in with 20 bucks and go into a cvs or a walgreens and come out with some breakfast bars or you know maybe a maybe a original power bar you know nothing that was really really great for us on the court but it was just something it put something in our stomach um so we worked with professional tennis players like michael russell James Blake, some of the leading nutritionists um, and trainers in the industry um, to formulate a bar that that can help every single tennis, you know, get more out of what they're putting in. Um, So we worked pretty hard on that. Um, We've added in the things that tennis players were already taking on the court a little bit, but they were taking a banana and a bag of nuts and maybe drinking some coconut water. And all of those things are, are in the arrow bar. Um, you know, it's kind of we had a slogan that's you know says what's in your bag, because really it's it's what you need in your bag. Um, you know, so that's that's the backstory on it. And you fast forward now to, we have professional tennis players using it. We have many of the top universities using it. Um, several top juniors using it. You know, all the way down to. You know, the men's and women's 3 0 teams at country clubs using it. Um, it really runs the gamut of who it can help and, and how it can help you.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, we here at Cracked Rackets adore college tennis. We know you guys have also partnered with the ITA, which was so exciting to hear. Now, this is a story from the last podcast, but I'm curious, you know, you can fact check us here, Mark. True or false? It was called the Golub Bar, but then you guys are like, no, 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 that's way too ugly. We're going to go with Arrow <laughs> instead.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just not you know Gold's just not that cool, it's just <laughs> not that cool of a name, um, you know. And you know our our initial our other we had a, we have another partner um, whose last name is Goldberg and Goldbar is also not just not a great thing to search for. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we we went with we went with Arrowbar, um, also for some reasons of being able to target your performance and nutrition um but partially also it's just my last name's cooler
0: <laughs> <laughs> andrew you know anything you want to add to mark's explanation and then true or false on that statement
2: that is, i don't think i can argue that goal of Laura is pretty pretty terrible so there's no argument he's going to win that round yeah so
0: No, that's completely fair. And obviously, again, we are so excited for this partnership because part of the reason we, you know, part of the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast today is because moving forward, our listeners can expect us to do an episode with uh, you guys at Aerobar every Thursday where we explore the various aspects of, you know, tennis nutrition and how, you know, how much of tennis is the work you put in off the court, which includes the workout regimens you're doing, what you're putting into your body. And, you know, Andrew, can you talk a little bit about about, you know that approach you guys have at Aerobar, where it's not just the product but it's the whole uh, mentality of approaching tennis, you know the right way off the court.
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, tennis in this day and age has become extremely physical, extremely strenuous. Um, you know it's not like it was back in the day when you remember McEnroe pictures of him smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. There was even guys who played tennis who smoked cigarettes on the court. I believe there was a guy named Kirsten Brosch. so, <laughs> I, you know, those were different times. Um, You know, the balls, everything was slower. These guys now are physical freaks. Um, You know, every little edge is important. And that's the way we, you know, developed our business to focus on the, to focus on the game outside the game. You know, everyone focuses inside the court on their strokes and their techniques and, you know, their footwork and this and that, but they're not necessarily focused. Believe it or not, even at the highest level, they're not necessarily focused enough on what they're putting in their machine to make them go. And that's the the need that we set out to solve. Um, you know, even guys like James Blake, even guys like Mike Russell, uh, Mark coach Mike for a while, he could attest to that um, on the road, struggling to find the right things to put in their body and, and uh, through a lot of trial and error, it took them a lot of trial and error to, to figure that out. So we're kind of trying to take the guesswork out of it and, you know, solve a problem you know there, there is a problem you know james talked about what he would bring on the court um and it's you know he'd bring almonds he would take eat some almond butter maybe before he would do a lot of things and we encompassed that all in one bar so we kind of tried to solve a problem there with you know the guesswork of going to the store figuring out all these things you need to bring with you a banana all kinds of stuff fruit and we encompass compassed it into this product you know we made it very unique it's the only one of its kind um you know and it it should improve all aspects of your game it should improve you know when you feel good as we all know when you eat clean when you feel good when you have the energy you're more confident you're gonna play better you're gonna focus harder um that's facts you know that's what's gonna happen and and not only at the highest level but at every level you know and i think at the junior level You know, when you're young, you can put a lot of things in your body and get away with it. But you're not developing good eating habits for the future when things get when when the margins narrow, then you need to find little edges, you know, just like in your game. You know, you need to you need to find little details that are going to set you apart. And uh, I I think the biggest one that can set a lot of juniors, college players and even pros is their nutrition and their fitness regimen.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's impossible to put an exact percentage on how valuable is nutrition, but both of you have academies, both of you, uh, you know, coach high-level tennis players uh, right now, you know, from the junior level, and as you mentioned, and beyond. Uh, Let's start with Mark, and then I'm curious your thoughts, Andrew, as well. How much is left on the table in terms of development, particularly early on when you're, you know, 16 to 18, where, as you mentioned, you can eat whatever you want and sort of get away with it as long as you're still putting in work on the court, but how much development is left behind by players who you know maybe don't pay attention to the nutrition how much better can you get by you know taking care of what's put into your body yeah
1: I mean I I think there's a lot um you know I'm you know in all honesty when I was playing I can remember times of eating nothing before going on the court being like well whatever I've never eaten anything or you know and not really understanding it Um, And then, you know, being around juniors that I've coached, um, I've coached several high level players and there was no consistency from one to the next. And the only thing that was real consistent was they would all wilt a little bit at the end of matches. Um, And at the end of long training sessions, I mean, even, you know, Logan, who, you know, you guys are going to have on at some point, um, you know, is one of the better juniors in the country. And, Until two years ago, he was eating nothing in the morning for breakfast before he would play a match because he just claimed, well, everything upset my stomach and I felt heavy. Um, You know, so, you know, and it might not end up with the player cramping, but you don't have to cramp or have massive physical issues to be losing something at the end of that match because you haven't put any fuel in the tank or – not the right fuel in the tank. Um, so it, it happens a lot. There's a lot left on the table. Um, I know there were times in college where I was training. I mean, Andrew could tell you this as well. We trained for, with one of the most demanding, if not most demanding college coaches in the country. Um, and there were still times at the end of matches where physically there's no reason that I should have been at 80% instead of 90 or 95. But, I hadn't eaten the right stuff before the match. Um, so juniors that I train, it's it's an issue. It's an ongoing issue. Um, but the more they learn and the more they start putting the right stuff in, they definitely are able to train harder and perform better.
0: Mm-hmm. Andrew, anything you'd add to that? To that? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think,
2: you know, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. It's an everyday change. It's not something where you can just say, you know, okay, I'm going to start, you know, I'm just, you know, this match, I'm going to need arrow bars on court. Oh my God. You know, it changed my life. I think it's, it's a systematic change. And I think that's the point of the show that we're going to bring to the table also is understanding that it needs to be a day-to-day routine. You need to get in the habit of eating healthy and feeling good on a daily basis. I just know from personal, from my own personal levels, I'm probably in as good of shape, if not better shape now than I was in college. And, I spend, or in juniors or anything, and I spend a lot more time, a lot more hours having to be sharp and focused now in my life than I did when I played, and I do it a lot easier, and my diet is extremely clean, and I eat extremely healthy, and I put good things in my body in order to be able to stay active, and I can feel the difference the minute I change that. You know, if I have a cheat day or I do something different, I can feel the way my body reacts. So I think if people are getting into a healthy routine, when they get out of it, then they'll see the big difference. Then they'll feel the difference when they take a few days off of that routine, you know. And it's just like playing tennis, you know. You play tennis four, five, six days in a row, and then you take, let's say, three, four days off. You come back, you, you're you not as sharp. You know, tennis is a, is a game where you got to stay sharp and you got to stay in rhythm. And I think it's the exact same thing for your nutrition and your fitness. You, you got to be smart with it and you got to stay in rhythm with what you're doing. And then you'll see massive, massive. There's a lot left on the table. Um, and like Mark said, you know, when you need it most, six, five in the third set and your legs aren't there, you can probably look back and attribute that to your preparation, your hydration, your nutrition, your fitness. I mean, that's where it is you know no matter how many balls you hit if you don't have all that other stuff you know 4 hours in you're going to
0: struggle yeah and uh, you know this is i suppose a bit of a humble brag on my part but today we just had a really yeah it was like a six pod day and so i haven't had time to sneak in my run and yeah once you get in that habit i agree there's a certain threshold you hit where once you stop eating healthy or stop putting in the sort of workouts your body are, is used to, you certainly, uh, you know, you, you start to feel it. You start to feel like, oh, I'm missing something in my life. And, you know, this is, it will get us, I suppose, back to the origin stories of Aerobar. Bar. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to let you, you respond first to this one. Who was the better fitness fanatic? Who was the better health freak back during your college days, you or Mark?
2: <laughs> oh, man, that is. That's an interesting question. Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say probably pretty equal. We rolled around in the same circles and we, <laughs> we had about the same amount of fun, and we probably ate the same things, and we trained with the same coach. So, I and we also were told to hit together a lot. So, I, I would say we I, I would put it at equal playing field, to
0: be honest with you. Mark, so. your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if this puts it in perspective, um, and actually Andrew was with me when this happened, I um, I ran a marathon for the James Lake Foundation maybe three or four years ago. I ran it twice, but um, which is amazing in its own right. But um, I'm not I'm not a runner. But we saw Jay Berger at the U.S. Open, you know, right in the while I was training for this marathon, and he looked at me and was legitimately mad at what good shape I was in, you know, because, no, because I wasn't in that good a shape in school and it was everything from what I was eating. Um, you know, I was training just as hard as in school, but you know, I wasn't fueling things correctly and eating correctly off the court. And then when all of a sudden you train hard and put the right things in your body, I mean, he was legitimately disappointed in me while being happy for me. Um, (laughs) because i just just hadn't done that in school um and, and he was you know he was justified in that in that response
0: no i I'm but not-
2: we,
1: we 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 had a little bit too much fun at school I would
2: say. <laughs> we had a little bit too much fun let's be honest yeah. <laughs> we had a little bit too a little bit too much fun yeah. so no, no um, nothing yeah, right we it. don't we, yeah the you know our liquid diet is a lot cleaner this day and age than it was
0: back then so yeah Yeah. well i will say i think i caught you or i get the opportunity for a bit of a gotcha question here mark because i happen to have chatted with logan a little bit earlier and he says you claim the only reason he beats you now is because you're a step slower is because you're not in as good of shape as you once been it sounds like that might not be the case
1: yeah no i mean i i say that to him um (laughs) because he is he's he's better than he's better than me now um um but that's also the beauty of coaching, you know, if we play a set and I beat him, well then I'm unbelievable, right? He's number 1 in the nation. And if he beats me, well then I'm an unbelievable coach because he didn't used to be able to beat me. So, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good situation for the coach
0: yeah, no oh, definite win, and for you'll, you know you'll always have the mental edge on him, so you've got that going into every match for sure. Um, but you know, as you guys have clearly mentioned, you were college teammates, and I'm curious for the two of you, you sort of told us the why, but let's get into the how. you know what was the first conversation between the three of you? Was there and I'll say, you, you, someone had a chewy bar left in their tennis bag and it just melted everywhere, and you guys were like, "We can do something about this. You know What was that first conversation like for you guys?
2: Um, I mean, I recall the first conversation. It started with Mark. He works at a country club where they have a golf course as well. And, and the original idea, he called me and said, man, there's these damn first tee and tenth tee bars that, you know, the first tee bar gives you, like, focus and energy, like, to start your round, and the tenth tee bar, you know, gives you that extra push to finish. Or he, I forgot what they exactly their whole motto was. And he's like, why why don't we start a first set in a third step bar, right? And that was the original idea to start a first set and a third step bar. And then we got into it, and we we really didn't want to be gimmicky because at the end of the day, we knew that you know clean energy is clean energy, right? You're going to need it in the first set. You're going to need it in the second set. You're going to need it at any point. You're going to need it pre-match. And we didn't want to we didn't want to go with any kind of gimmicky thing. So we decided to make a bar uh, an all-in encompassing energy bar that you could eat throughout the match. But that was the original conversation. And besides all, all of our names being terrible to use and arrows being better, um, you know, we also named it that way for many reasons, but one of them also because it was his idea to do this.
0: Yeah. Anything so, to add there, Mark? And, and a,
1: yeah, a little bit of it also was, you know, from after that, I, you know, I reached out, you know, one of the first calls was to Mike, you know, to Russell and a few of the other guys, you know, that we, that we know just tennis is kind of a small world. And it really did seem like, I mean, some of these guys got off the phone and were like, we need to make a tennis bar. Like there there is nothing that I feel good about eating on the tennis court. And I mean, some of these people were, I mean, A guy like Michael Russell might research the chef's background, you know, to see how healthy they cook at the restaurant they're going to, and then he really was still a little bit trial and error of what he was eating on the court, and that guy is as diligent and professional as it comes about everything with his body, and yeah, it just went, you know, it went from like, hey man, this thing, you know, this thing's pretty good for golf, I guess, you know, and Let's let's think about, you know, there's nothing for tennis, but like Andrew said, it wasn't just all right, let's name it the first set and the third set and this one will really give you a quick energy and then you know, for the third set because it's only a little bit more time and this it was truly like no, nothing gimmicky. We're not gonna put something in and say it helps your kick serve. You know, that we're gonna find something and build something with, you know, the input of of really competitive players as well as I mean throughout the process the members of the country club where i'm a tennis director would try the bars and give input because they were looking for the same thing as a you know usda club player
0: mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I I mean, I I think I can speak from experience having tried the Aero Bar. They're absolutely delicious and absolutely effective. And I got to ask you, Andrew, last time about, uh, you know, the taste testing process, making the products. Uh, I'm curious for your opinion on that, Mark, because that to me sounds like the most fun part of this entire adventure. Yeah, there will be some duds, but getting to try each and every bar, that sounds just like – that sounds like the perfect quarantine idea to be honest.
1: Yeah, well – a bunch of the a bunch of the magic happened uh, in my kitchen. <laughs> um, no, and I mean I'm I'm not a food scientist. Um, I think I learned a bunch about it, um, but we, you know, we had some pretty specific, you know, target numbers that were important to tennis players of, you know, potassium. And I mean, we have more potassium per serving than a banana. You know, we have you know there were sodium levels that we wanted, you know, there, you need, you need sugar to play sports and to perform, but we also didn't want 35 grams of sugar. Um, you know, and we wanted the sugar to come from, you know, a nice natural source like honey, you know? So yeah, there was a a row in my pantry of different items and, you know, it might be us emailing or calling, you know, a nutritionist that we're friends with or a food scientist and I'm going, Hey, try this, try that. This would help you get to that. And yeah, some of them were, were, were really bad. Some of them tasted really good. And then you run the numbers and you're like, Ooh, that's why that was so good. That has like 50 grams of sugar. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, and like anything else, it was fun because you know, we, we cared about it. So it was, it was it was an enjoyable process,
2: and and there's a lot of highs and lows. You know, I might add to that, meaning you get that box, and we both call each other, man. You get the bars, you get the bars, and like, yeah. And we open the box, and you eat it, and you're like, oh man, we're close. Or you ate them, and you're like, oh man, ready to cry. are <laughs> like, this is not this is not even close. Back to the drawing board, and you know, then you would wait three more weeks for another set of samples. You think you got it right, and they come out and it's the same. That well, and, anxiety,
1: and like yeah. Andrew's saying there, I mean, I would I would go about you know the initial stages of it in my kitchen, and then obviously we send it to the manufacturer, and you know I've sent Andrew these samples, and he's like, dude, this is it, you know we have it, and then you get the exact same recipe from a manufacturer, and you're like, dude, are you sure you did the numbers right, or are you like, like this thing's so dry, or this thing, man, this, what is that? It's all salt, and yeah. It's shocking
2: in in baking, you know, the different processes, different machinery on a manufacturing line. It's just not the same as if you make them by hand, you know, going through different presses, you know, being cut certain ways. I mean, there's so much intricacy to it. You you know, you think you just make a bar in your kitchen and you send it to someone to reproduce it, and it just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. You know, big mixers, they're mixing in big mixers while we're making small batches, totally different ballgame. Yeah.
1: And we figured out. We figured out very early on that obviously, I mean, none of the mistakes or issues were my fault. Obviously, <laughs>
2: yeah, never.
0: Yeah, I feel like so, at some point someone's in there and like, do we throw in a little cumin? Like maybe a little cumin. Ooh, like stay away from the basil. Like that's not what we're going for here. But we,
1: we tried a bunch <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> just get creative for sure. Yeah, um, you know, no powdered sugar. Kind of, it's
1: kind of tricky. I mean, we started with basically a nutritional label that we wanted to achieve, you know, instead of making it taste the way we wanted first and then, you know, just have the nutritional label be that. So, and then it was, well, we can't just have a nutritional label. We need it to taste good. And it, it happened, but I mean, it, it's a, it's a bit challenging when you have specific, you know, guys like Mike and James, and really, most players that care about their results, they're not going to budge on that label. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no. And, I, you know, having... Tried the product again. I've had both the chocolate chip and the cinnamon honey oat. And you know, I, I, you know, any chocolate chip bar, you know what you're getting into. I can't emphasize this enough. The cinnamon honey oat is delicious. You can taste the accents of each of them, and it, it truly is delightful. Um, but you know, t- so to get back to the products you guys have itself, I've I've gone through the two uh, types. But I guess let, let's go here for, with you, Andrew, for people who are looking to find Arrow bars to get themselves some so they can start trying it. Where should they go for all of that information.
2: Um, our website arrowbar.com, uh, um, or they can reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, Mark and I answer anyone who reaches out to us or to any questions. Um, we know we have a solid ambassador program um, for juniors. We give them a nice discount. You know, we ask them to help promote the product. We have an ambassador program for country clubs. Um, you know, if there's any club pros out there that want to be sponsored by AeroBar if we can get into their clubs we were more than happy to to sponsor a pro um so, you know so yeah i mean aerobar.com you can get all the information about all the products all the ingredients you know all the ambassadors you can go on there and join the team um there's a link to that but uh you can reach out to us on instagram as well if you want to directly speak to us ask us any questions so yeah Mm -hmm. and pretty pretty easy to get a hold of us
0: yeah and as we mentioned we are planning to do a weekly show with you guys and uh mark can you talk a little bit again about the perspective because both of you guys are former college tennis players both of you guys are current coaches as well but you know can you let the listeners know what they can expect when they're if they're going to tune into our weekly episodes
1: yeah i mean we're gonna try to get people who can help in every phase you know we'll We'll be able to promote it a little bit before the show each time. But, you know, we may have a a James Blake on, you know, who was four in the world, um, you know, talking about how he changed his fitness and nutrition habits from junior tennis to college tennis, where he was an NCAA finalist, to professional tennis, where he was four in the world. Um, We may have a, you know, Michael Russell on there who is, you know, still probably more fit than half of the guys on the ATP tour. You know, I had an almost 20-year career on the ATP tour, um, battled through some injuries that almost every normal human being would have just hung it up and said, man, I was 60 in the world. Um, I did great. Um, You know, to a we have multiple, you know, nutritionists and trainers that work with some of the top professional tennis players in the world who can come on and give their insight. Um, you know, uh, a, a Jay Berger who, you know, was our collegiate tennis coach. Um, you know, guys like guys like that um, haven't asked him yet, but he's going to say yes after you hear this, obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, but Jay, you know, was a, a top 10 player in the world and a college, you know, coach of the year type deal um, and co- co- coaches current players was an Olympic coach. Um, you know, we we have a lot of, you know, as you know, tennis is a small world um, and we'd love to get, you know, the different insights of just, you know, I think listeners would be amazed to hear the the evolution from, you know, James Blake's fitness and nutrition when he was 15 to James Blake's fitness and nutrition when he was, you know, in year five on the ATP tour. Um, it, it's just stories like that. And we, we are also constantly adding you know brand ambassadors um who are professional tennis players um you know all the way down to junior players um we both coach a couple kids that are towards the top of the national rankings to where you can get that perspective of even how they found nutrition and fitness to to separate themselves from other players so we're going to try to run the gamut of you know, all the resources that we have and helping to
0: educate people. Yeah, And we are looking forward to that as well. And that segment, it'll be called Getting to the Point. You'll be able to hear it every Thursday here on the Mini Break podcast. Uh, last serious question for you guys, and then I want to have a little bit of fun. And we sort of referenced this at the beginning of the of the uh, podcast. But in general, the discussion about nutrition in tennis, as of right now, do you think that discussion is uh, underutilized is the wrong term? It just doesn't get enough attention as it should in the larger picture of tennis training, do you think it's an underserved? I suppose you know part of training right now.
2: I think it is. Um, I think it is because people don't know what to do. I think it's such a hard thing for people to figure out and understand that you know it's it's really easy to go out and take a basket and hit a thousand serves, or go run sprints, or you know, or go, go do whatever. Um, you know, hit a million backhand cross courts with a buddy. Or do all that? That that's really easy. Everyone knows that. I think that the intricacies of your body and the way your body responds to certain things is so different from person to person that you really need to know what you're doing, and you need to really be in tune. You need to, you know, eat and try different things. Keep a journal of what you're eating and how you feel. Um, so it's a lot more intricate. Like you know, Mark ran the marathon, and he told a story where. You know, he was told in his marathon training to write down what he ate that day and how he felt so that he he knew when he went and ran how to optimize his body. I mean, you're going to go run 26.2 miles. You better figure out what is going to make your body optimal. So, you know, he kept a journal to figure out, you know, oh, I ate eggs this morning. Well, that didn't go well. Or, I, you know, maybe it did. I don't know what his journal says. But, you know, I think that's the hard part, the trial and error of figuring all of that out and you know again our goal is to be a nutrition company as a whole so hopefully in the future we can go even further with this um you know our initial goal was to provide clean energy a very simple solution to what you should eat on the court period you know what i mean so there's no gray area you're not confused take this with you you can eat as much you can you really can't eat too much of them while you're on court i mean that's the truth. I mean, you really can't. So, you know, that was our goal. And, you know, and I do think it was, it's severely underutilized because it's complicated. I think it's difficult to figure out. And, you know, our show, that's that goes back to the question before. That's the point of our show. You know, we're going to bring on world-class people to give you their insight, their stories, and teach you. And, you know, it, it's you're able to take notes on it and listen and, and try some of the things that these people have been successful doing.
0: I was going to say, anything to add to that, Mark?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought one thing that was interesting, and it was kind of early on in this process, was I was watching uh, the finals of some Grand Slam, and on the pregame for the Tennis Channel, they had the tail of the tape, and it had, like, who got more check marks for the better serve, the better forehand, the better backhand, the better movement, and at no point on there was the... They're, you know, better nutrition, better fitness. And it's funny, it's like, you know, I believe it was Federer and Nadal getting ready to play. And those those two things are pretty important for guys like that. You know, and nowhere it was it was not even a consideration by the commentators of like, well, you know, who who actually is more prepared here? Who has who wins this if it goes five? You know, who has the better, you know, pregame ritual of what they put in their body? And like, that's how under discussed of a topic it, yeah, I think it still is.
0: Yeah, no, and again, it's a topic we look forward to exploring here at depth on uh these Thursday podcasts with you guys. All right, a couple of fun questions down the home stretch because I anticipate there will be much more Miami men's tennis research in my future. uh, but I'd have done a little bit of research on today's uh for today's podcast, and I want to talk about the two thousand season nineteen and five, you win the conference first round nCAAs you know, did you overachieve that season or underachieve? And I think that's the 2000—no, that's the 2000 season, yeah. Uh, that that feels like—that's a pretty good team in first-round NCAAs. I feel like you could have done a little better.
1: I mean, I, Golub, Golub was on that team. Probably Wait. the best thing they had going for them was addition by subtraction, where I had just graduated, and then they had their best year.
2: Wait, in 2000, we lost in the round of
0: 16.
2: I yeah, think. but I, I i wasn't I wasn't on the team. No,
0: that I think well, that's two thousand one.
2: Oh, yeah, well, two thousand. I, I wasn't even. I wasn't on the team. I transferred in my first year. Was that I, I don't? My first year was when we got to the second round, ra- the Sweet Sixteen of NCAA's. That was my first season at Miami.
1: Yeah, so maybe I I graduated in two thousand. So yeah, we um. No, I mean we were. I, well, so you I mean, were on that
2: gone, team. You don't. Even, you don't even remember you were on that team.
1: Well, I had gone. <laughs> I had gone back from. You have to understand. Uh, in, maybe you need to.
2: Maybe you need to rephrase the question. He was Mark no, was a lot out of it into two thousand season. I guess.
1: <laughs> no, you have to. You have to understand. In my college career, I went from the worst person on the team, all the way up to playing number one, back to almost one of the worst guys on the team again by the time I graduated. Um. So that that was around graduation time, so you know, I I'm sure I won my match at like number six. Um I would imagine Joel Berman who was on our team let us down. Um I mean I I don't know. It wasn't for a lack of my leadership. I was I was big on that. Yeah, I have it but a yeah f-
0: a four two loss to Clemson.
1: Yeah, oh. we we only I think we only lost yeah, four matches or five matches all year, and we lost. Um, I think we, we lost twice to Clemson, which didn't go over well because our coach Jay Berger played for Clemson, and it's like the only team he really wanted us to beat, and we just didn't. You know, we lost half, half of the matches. We lost the whole year. were to Clemson. Uh, I
2: think um, we. I think we can agree that the 2001 season, my first year at Miami, uh, when I transferred in that since mark was gone we made it to the sweet 16 so probably like mark said that, that's true uh, that, that probably that probably was a deciding factor we just had to get rid of mark
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sure so. yeah, i'm sure you guys have had the who wins between the 2000 and 2001 team discussion well, yeah, I, I will obviously 2000 i will tell
1: you this since you know since we're having fun here one of the best assets that that 2001 team had was me and the fans heckling the opponents. So
0: <laughs> yeah. it's actually
1: it's not it's not untrue.
0: Yeah, well, I wonder what fan Mark Aerosmith says to player Mark Aerosmith. I'm sure it gets mean. Mm. I, I don't think know. Could but, put
1: that on this. <laughs> yeah, that would. Uh, I don't know because I think whatever I would say as the heckler would have still amused me as the player.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, last one to stir the pot. Right now, you guys get on the court. 2020. Who's winning, Mark or Andrew?
2: Wow, man! You want to take that first? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I it, it depends. Like we're an interesting combination there. Like this guy has zero forehand.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: zero zero forehand, and I mean, my, I I'm all forehand. So it it just basically comes down to can I get it to his forehand? Can he get it to my backhand? Um, so I, I would imagine I, modern tennis forehand wins there
2: oh okay i think uh at the end of the day we probably don't know who's going to win that and as we attempt for me to get it to his back end and he gets it to my forehand we probably will just call it a day and go to the bar and have a few drinks <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, much like <laughs> to be the, yeah much like that 2000 uh miami tennis team that seems to be the theme of yeah. what they. Oh, yeah <laughs> yeah um no well i know we can all agree that no matter what everyone on this call would beat rob in tennis and so in the end that's that's what really matters right yeah (laughs) that's all that matters (laughs) Yeah, of course well then you know one more time uh for our listeners out there and i think andrew gave the answer so mark you can give it this time where can our listeners go if they want to learn more about Bar and order them up themselves a case
1: Yeah, nice and simple. Arrowbar dot com, A R R O W B A R dot com. Um, and like Andrew pointed out, if anyone wants to reach out to us, you can find us on you know pretty much all social media um, outlets, Instagram mainly. Um, we we get back to everybody, um, and happy to answer you know questions on there as well.
0: Yeah,
2: and
1: and also there's a cracked fifteen
0: uh, discount code you, you for all, me all your to
2: listeners. It. Yeah, I know. I know that's where you were going. I took it from
0: you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well done. Again, Again, you guys clearly take the ball and run with it. That's what I'm starting to learn. Um, but yeah, use that promo code CRACKED15. Get 15% off. And as I mentioned at the top, we are so excited here at Cracked Rackets to get to do this show with you guys every week. We are looking forward to what comes of it. And of course, neither of you guys have to be strangers. You want to comment on what's going on on the professional tours, whatever it may be. You have my number. You know what? We've worked out the Skype King so we'll get better at it moving forward but to both of you thank you as always and we are seriously really excited for this partnership
2: we are yeah, equal, equal we're equally as excited can't wait to get get started
0: yeah all right well both of you again stay safe stay healthy take care and we'll talk to you next week
2: thanks, thanks a lot
0: Hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Mark Aerosmith and Andrew Golub of Aero Bar. And again, this is just a taste of what to expect moving forward. We are so excited to announce our newest Getting to the Point segment, which we are going to do weekly on the Thursday mini break with our friends at Aero Bar. And as they mentioned during the podcast, we've got a lot of fun guests lined up for that to talk about the importance of nutrition in a professional tennis player's career, but also nutrition to a young developing junior player for those college players out there, even for those of you in three zero, four zero, five zero leagues right now playing recreationally, you can still improve your tennis game if you are handi- handling yourself correctly off the court, and that's what the. Ho- point of these getting to the point segments are going to be moving forward and again thank you to both Andrew and Mark for taking the time to chat to learn more or just to order yourself up a box of Aero Bars, which believe me you want to do go to AeroBar.com use our promo code Cracked15 get 15% off all of your purchases let them know that we sent you there as well uh, but again be on the lookout for all of these things more involvement with our friends at AeroBar moving forward alright with that being said let's quickly get to today's news because there's a little bit of news that I think all of you listeners will want to hear about before we get to tomorrow's mini-break. Uh, the big headline of the day, the ATP has announced new partnerships with Sporting Chance and Headspace to support the mental health and well-being of its players and staff. And I'm just going to quickly read from the ATP hand, uh, readout, which you can find on their website. The ATP has announced new partnerships with Sporting Chance and Headspace to support the mental health and well-being of its player members and staff. The partnership between the ATP and Sporting Chance means ATP player members will be able to contact a 24-7 helpline providing access to a triage team of therapists. Players will then, excuse me, uh, be referred on to Sporting Chance's network of therapists, all experienced at working with elite sports people. They will help the players deal with any issue they may be struggling with from the psychological psychological effects caused by COVID-19 and not playing tennis, apparently I have some reading effects from not doing it frequently enough, to dealing with anxiety and depression or the effects of a sporting injury. The ATP has also announced a new partnership with Headspace, a global leader in mindfulness, meditation, and mental fitness through its app and online content offerings. This partnership will provide free Headspace plus subscriptions to all ATP player members and employees, giving them access to all 1,200 plus hours of meditation and mindfulness content including sleep, kids and mindful movement exercises They also this also includes access to a new specially curated collection of content to support people's mental health amid the COVID-19 pandemic called Weathering the Storm and the last paragraph today's announcement highlights ATP's increased focus on supporting the mental health of its players and staff last month they announced it was offering players a way to develop new skills during the pandemic through a partnership with Coursera. This is being a continuation of that. Now there are further quotes from ATP press, uh ATP chairman, excuse me, Andrea Gaudenzi, that all of you can read by going on and reading that press release on the ATP Tour. But what is there to say other than this is a massive win? Uh, certainly, the awareness of. You know athletes, and just the awareness of everyone's mental health has become something that's become so much uh, more people have become so much more conscious about over these past five, particularly these past three years uh, in particular the struggles for professional athletes seems to have become prominent and I know what you're thinking struggles for professional athlete well imagine being on the road nine months a year. imagine knowing each week if you lose that first match, you know how many sponsorships and just how much money is on the line, the pressures of all of that, certainly when you're in a better mental state. You're going to play better tennis and to get these players access to these sorts of resources. Bravo to the ATP. This is, hey, great shot to them. Nothing but support for them there, so congratulations on launching this initiative. It's been a long time coming, and, you know, when the ATP gets something right, we got to give them props, and they got this right, so props to them. Uh, What else should we give props to? Maybe, I suppose, the LTA, who for the first time in 2019 received a record payment of more than €50 million from Wimbledon and help the governing body of Br- British tennis post a profit for the first time since 2015. Now, what does that mean exactly? Well, certainly, that's, it's a good time to have been profitable last year, given that it's going to be damn near impossible to be profitable this year. Uh, but it means that they were able to boost the revenue they have in their savings, and it means initiatives such as new training facilities and improving the access, the resources, the grants available to, uh, you know, Law and Tennis Association, a.k.a. British tennis players, Uh, They're going to be able to do more for those athletes, and so certainly, again, the LTA seems to be a model right now, at least, of how to post a profit, of how to run an effective tennis federation, so... I guess, props to them. And again, to learn more about that story, go to thetimes.co.uk. Another great piece by Stuart Fraser, who also uh, has some contacts from Joe Conta, who talked about the WCA ATP merger. The big quote, I don't understand how it wouldn't be of equals. If we are talking about that, would it be us literally saying we are worth less than our male counterparts? It would have to be a merger of equals, but that's what we are in reference to the ongoing merger talks and some of the problems, some of the nuances and in ensuring that if we do have a unified system, it truly is unified and each player is treated equally and the prize money and the attention granted to each uh, tour is ref- or reflects that equality. And all of these are valid points. And again, there's a paywall at the Times, but now more than ever, if you can, support journalism because it matters most. What, what's the thing? The democracy dies in darkness. Again, uh, that's erroneous, but you know, the, 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 if you want this discussion to happen, you want to hear players' perspectives, you want to hear the candid thoughts of the ways we can make tennis better, uh, go read this piece at thetimes.co I guess that was a long-winded version That was a bit of a stretch I suppose with that logic But it never hurts because Stu Frazier You will appreciate having access to all of his pieces Because they are always good I always appreciate the access I have To my friend Kale Hammond's pieces At baseline.tennis.com He got the chance to talk to 17-year-old Zach Spida, A.K.A. the Spida Man A.K.A. you know last year first round uh, Played uh, at the U.S. Open after winning Kalamazoo uh, He played in the record recreational event in rolling hills exhibition last week against guys like sam query brad Klon, and kale asked uh spider man about that transition to the pros about uh, how you go from the top of the juniors what needs to improve in your game what is the level of play uh like in comparison to you know how does it compare between the two Uh, it's a really good piece that all of you will enjoy so go check out kale's work at baseline.tennis.com a couple of other quick news items but home stretch here The NCAA Division I Council voted to allow voluntary athletic activities in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball starting on June 1st. Now, of course, that doesn't name tennis, but in a sport like tennis where you can train with a coach and hit on your own, you don't need the same sort of coordination as you do in the larger team sports at least. Uh, certainly, you can understand why a team practice would be more valuable to a football player than it would be a tennis player. You know, what are you going to practice, your offensive line on your table? You're going to say, all right, I need a table. You're going to be in the three gap. Uh, you're going to be in the five gap. You know, you're going to be in all these things. No, that's that's not how it works. You can't do that with a table. If you're a football player, you can, you know, just you and one other person go work on whatever it may be in tennis. Anyways, um, the point being, the signs are there for activities in collegiate sports to return you <laughs> During the 2020-2021 season, and that is certainly good news for all of us college tennis fans. Now, again, there's a lot still to learn. There is a lot more, many more hurdles that need to be cleared. Uh, but slowly but surely, there starts to be signs of positivity. Whether that's a good thing or not, that's a subject for another time. I am not a health expert, so I'm not going to speculate. But all of the signs from the NCA seems to point that they intend on playing the 2020-2021 season if feasibly possible. That seems obvious, but I'm saying there may making the moves now to play that season as of right now uh we put a bow on the 2020 season on a great shot podcast i did with chris and matt a couple of weeks ago but we continue to learn more about the awards two days ago was the d1 yesterday was the d2 T- uh, today it was the d3 men and women ita players receiving their regional playing awards and as i mentioned yesterday the national awards will be announced next week uh, but congratulations to all of those players named uh regional award recipients again it was only half of the season we saw so much exceptional tennis across the college tennis spectrum. All of these athletes deserve to be honored in their own way. Uh, last two things here. Shout out to Will Blumberg. Launched a new pod, The Journey of Success, and one of his first guests, Stefano Tsitsipas. Uh, we haven't gotten Stefano Tsitsipas on this podcast. Will Blumberg, friend of the show, already has. So if you are looking for more tennis content during your quarantine, go check that out. Also go check out a fascinating article shared by Jerry Nathan. You know, Tennis Twitter really is uh, a confounding place. You're going to find a lot of interesting pockets. And, you know, it's part of the appeal almost of being a tennis fan is seeing the diversity of opinion reflected within tennis Twitter. Uh, but Inside Hook wrote about the, and this, the headline, the rabid, conspiracy-loving online army of Novak Djokovic. Of course, that refers to some of the stuff he has been doing on these Instagram lives, promoting a gener- what would be generously described as pseudosciences across his, mil- you know, his millions-wide platform. And, you know, the dangers of of that. Again, we don't have to discuss that right now, but you can learn more about it by going to read the article, The Rabid, Conspiracy-Loving Online Army of Novak Djokovic on InsideHook.com. But that'll do it for today's mini break podcast. And again, if you have missed any of our content, it's a two GSP week. We talked with Brett McCormick of Sports Business Journal. As well as Alex Theod- uh, Theodoritis, excuse me, of tennis Portland, uh, who's hosting an exhibition event this weekend. Uh, eight Swedish men, eight Swedish women competing for the claim to be named the the quarantine, I suppose, Swedish national tennis champion. So you know, we talk about how all of you listeners can go watch that tennis if you are interested. We previewed the event. We talk about the current generation of Swedish tennis players because it's an interesting group, and I know all of you will enjoy that. Of course, on the correct interviews pop podcast, we had Michaela Gordon, now a three-time All-American from Stanford, on the show this week to talk about being a three-time All-American, winning two national championships in her first two years in college, and so much more. Uh, And of course, we have the Inside Out podcast, Rockin' and Rollin' as well, our newest show here at Cracked its our narrative-based podcast, the first season of which discusses the history of American men's tennis during the Open era. We know all of you will enjoy that, and again, you can find those podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast be sure to like rate subscribe review to all of them share them with your friends and again let us know what you think by reaching out to us on twitter instagram facebook youtube it's at cracked rackets uh of course again go to the website crackedrackets.com as well if you have missed anything shout out as always to the super producers max fliegner and daniel westoff for the f- of an editing job they do day in day out on this show wouldn't be possible without their incredible hard work uh again shout out to our friends at midwest sports again for For their constant support, go to midwestsports.com. Use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your orders. Also, go to aerobar.com. Again, use that promo code CRACKED15 this time. You'll get fifteen percent off of your orders of the delicious Aero bars. And again, shout out to our guest Andrew Gold of Mark Aerosmith for coming on to the show. For our friends at Aerobar, Bar, our super producers Max Fleiger and Daniel Westoff and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host Alex Kruskin. You know what we say, folks? That's the break. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.